Hello friends and fellow entrepreneurs. Welcome once again to another Core CPAs and Advisors podcast. We are a California-based CPAs and Advisory firm, and we are dedicated to caring for the income and well-being of our clients and their companies. In this weekly podcast, you will find important information for you or your business and new topics to better relate to your finances on a daily basis. As always, I'm your host, Marco Medina. And in order not to waste another second of your time valuing gold, let's get started. Hello again fellow entrepreneurs and welcome to this week's topic. Estimated tax is a quarterly payment of taxes for the year based on the filer's reported income for the period. Most of those required to pay taxes quarterly are small business owners, freelancers and independent contractors, as they do not have taxes automatically withheld from their paychecks as regular employees do. Those who are employed have taxes withheld from their paychecks by their employers based on the W-4 forms the employees complete. Others need to make these payments directly to the government in the form of of an estimated tax. Some other people that have to file independent taxes are contractors, bondholders who get interest income, writers who earn royalties, and landlords with rental income. It's important for you to know that no tax is payable if an individual filer's net earnings are less than $400. Corporations must pay estimated taxes if the business is expected to have at least $500 in tax liability. If you find that you are required to make estimated tax payments, it is very important that you do so. Otherwise, you risk being hit with a large tax bill all at once after you file your tax return. Most people could not afford to pay an entire years of tax liability all at once, and being forced to do so could even push them into debt or bankruptcy. The first step in making estimated tax payments is to calculate what you owe. The government provides resources and guidelines to walk you through the process. The reason why it is an estimated tax payment is that you don't know exactly what your tax bill will be by the end of the year. Self-employed people will typically use their previous year income as a starting point and then do their best to estimate what their income tax will be based on their current rate of earnings and any credit or deductions that might apply. The procedure of actually calculating your taxes is described in the form 1040-ES, Estimated Tax for Individuals. As the name implies, this form provides the necessary information for self-employed people to estimate their taxes, as well as an additional information such as payment deadlines, government support hotlines, and data on special exemptions. On the other hand, if your records are really disorganized, it may be necessary to hire an accountant or bookkeeper to help you accurately calculate your income, such as the ones in the core CPAs and advisors team of experts. If this is the case, make sure you plan ahead and give some adequate time so that you don't miss your deadlines. Once you have determined your income and estimated your tax liability, there are many ways for you to pay. The IRS provides several methods for payment, which are also printed on Form 1040-ES. These include paying through your IRS online account, paying by check, over the phone, by credit card, or through an online banking portal. There is even a mobile application called IRS2Go with its own payment options. If you do find yourself struggling to meet your tax payment, it is possible to request support from the IRS in the form of a payment plan, an extension to your payment deadline, or even a full partial forgiveness of your tax owed. Although there is no guarantee that the IRS will agree to this request, having a history of proactive and consistent payments will make it easier for the IRS to consider doing so. Even if you don't have the full amount, it is a good idea to pay as much as you can. If your income varies from month to month or year to year, it is tough to determine the amount to pay. You don't want to send in so much that you can meet other expenses or so little that you get slapped with a shocking tax bill in tax return time. The following tips will help you calculate your quarterly estimated tax payments to minimize your chances of incurring penalties or breaking your budget. 
First of all, as we have mentioned before, you should base your payments on last year's earnings. You can avoid a penalty by paying at least the same amount in taxes as you did the previous year. Obviously, if you were self-employed then as well. If you are a resident of a jurisdiction that has suffered a natural disaster, your tax-filling days may have been extended by the government. You can consult IRS disaster relief announcements to determine your eligibility. Number 2. Get advice the first year. During the first year of self-employment, talk to a friend who's self-employed or hire an accountant to handle your tax calculations for you. Either way, by learning, you can figure out how much to pay, determine what expenses you can deduct, and get comfortable with the process. The third point is to use separate accounts for business expenses. This will simplify your life and make it easier to estimate your quarterly taxes. If you open a separate bank account and a credit card account, reserve for business expenses only. Number 4. Keep a running tally of your income. You could get sticker shock next April if you don't keep a running tally of your income and pay your estimated tax accordingly. Calculate your income at the end of each quarter and use this as a basis for whether you should increase or lower your quarterly payments. Finally, the number 5 is that you should always overestimate at least a little. Tax penalties can be pricey, depending on how much you underestimate your taxes due. There's a fine for filing short, generally around 0.5% of the amount owed for each month, or part of a month that the tax is not paid. Because the interest rate for an individual taxpayer, based on the federal short-term funds, rate plus 3 percentage point, and is set each quarter by the IRS. Therefore, if you underpay during the first quarter of a tax year, you may owe a different penalty amount than if you underpaid during the third quarter. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that the topic has been of interest for you. If you want to know more about our company, our services, or the weekly episodes of this podcast, be sure to keep an eye out for us by searching for us as Core CPAs and Advisors on Spotify and Buzzsprout. Don't forget to look us up on our website www.corecpas.com or send us an email at info at corecpas.com. Don't miss out on any tips which could help your business get started and follow us on Instagram by searching for us at Core CPAs. Now then, until then, see you soon.